to a Hope 103.2 podcast. Welcome to Australia's Invisible History, the podcast where we make the invisible visible. I'm Katrina Rowe, a Sydney-based broadcaster, author and storyteller. So many of us in Australia don't know our own history, including me. Many of the stories of Australia's heroes, pioneers and visionaries have been buried. We don't know their stories. We don't even know their names. In this podcast, we want to dig up some of their stories and light up their names, make them visible again. Something these people all have in common is that their faith inspired them to work for the greater good and put others before themselves. Many of them have been long forgotten, even though their contribution lives on. So as you hear their stories, as we learn about their choices, we hope you'll be inspired to keep the faith and join in the work of making the invisible visible. In this episode, we'll travel to Brewarina in far northwest New South Wales, not far from Burke. Marjorie Wilkinson and Ethel Hellyer were two nurses who headed bush in 1946 to care for the scattered population of this outback community with their trusty ambulance. Well, they christened this brute of a truck they were given Augustus. I think it was after a children's book they'd read. And uh, so they kind of had this love-hate relationship with this great big truck. And people that saw them driving this thing through sand bogs and all sorts of things and hauled them out of lots of bogs too were just amazed that they they coped with such a heavy vehicle in such difficult terrain. They were also mechanics. So there's some great pictures of them lying down under the truck in the, in the dirt and the mud, sort of fixing whatever it was, broken axle or something. And um, they were very resourceful girls. We'll learn about the amazing difference these gutsy women made, especially to the women and children of the bush. Dr. Paul Rowe is the Outback historian. He's a storyteller from the back of Burke who wants to help us understand our shared heritage. And he's also, as I've mentioned before, my father-in-law. Together we are uncovering the stories of some remarkable, but not so well-known Australians. Today we're meeting the Angels of Augustus, two nursing sisters, Marjorie Wilkinson and Ethel Hellyer, who headed to the bush to care for the scattered population of Northwest New South Wales. G'day, Paul. They, Katrina, they're quite, quite characters, these two girls. Yeah, so they headed out to Brewarina in far west New South Wales in 1946. Can you give us a little bit of context as to what was going on at the time? Well, I guess it uh, fits into my own family history. My mother was a nurse probably about the same age as these girls and uh, uh, the war, of course, um, the women had had to step up to take on a lot of the men's jobs here in Australia because the men were away at war. And uh, many of them were getting their hands dirty. They were working farms, they were mechanics, they were making armaments, all those sort of things. So these two girls, I think, are very much out of that era. They were chosen for this particular job. The Methodist Church saw the need out there in the bush and they figured, well, maybe these two girls are equipped to do it. Mm. And there was a drought on at the time too, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. Well, there's always a drought on out there pretty much, but it was a tough country and there weren't very many facilities at all. And it's remarkable that that the Methodist Church saw the need and they actually provided the ambulance for nearly 15 years, I think. And uh, 
no, people that don't know that, we tend to assume, oh, the government will supply the ambulance. But no, in this case, it was the church. Okay, so these guys are known as the Angels of Augustus. You better explain who Augustus was. Well, they christened this brute of a truck they were given Augustus. I think it was after a children's book they'd read. And uh, so they kind of had this love-hate relationship with this great big truck uh, that was designed, purpose-built by the Methodist Church for the job. And people that saw them driving this thing through sandbogs and all sorts of things and hauled them out of lots of bogs too were just amazed that they they coped with such a heavy vehicle in such difficult terrain. They were also mechanics. So if they got bogged or they had a breakdown, they had to deal with it themselves. Well, yeah, if you're 100 kilometres from anywhere, well, what do you do? You've got to get under it and fix it. So there's some great pictures of them lying down under the truck in the, in the dirt and the mud, sort of fixing whatever it was, broken axle or something. And um, they were very resourceful girls. So they really earned, it, earned their, their living out there, although they, they were doing it for nothing. It was resourced by the church. So what sort of um, medical work were they called on to perform? I'm guessing their role went far beyond that of what we would normally consider nursing. Yeah, well, they, they had to cover the hospital at times. So they were doing uh, some, some surgery, uh, pulling teeth, delivering babies. And then on top of that, they were doing all sorts of other things. For, like for the women of the bush who were in pretty lonely places, they were doing craft classes, maternity classes, all those sort of things. And they had a bit of a mobile library going on, didn't they? They had a mobile library and uh, so they were very adaptable and I guess when you're in the bush like that, you just had to see what the needs were and do what you could to resource it. So they'd use the ambulance to sort of take a bunch of kids out on a picnic or, uh, you know, get them down to Sunday school and the kids in town absolutely loved them. They, they thought they were fantastic. They got the kids away to the Far West Children's Scheme camps that uh, the Reverend Stanley Drum started down at Manly so they put them on the train and get them down there and go down there with them. They filled all the gaps that were, were left there with children. And many of the kids had very, very warm memories as they grew up as adults of what those two women modelled for them in town. They were a bright presence in the town, I think you'd say. So, Paul, what kind of obstacles would they have faced in their travels? Do you think some of the old bush men would have been a little bit resistant to having women come out and doing this kind of work? Well, yes and no. I suppose in the bush they were used to having women help on the farm, but I, I would imagine... There would be a lot of resistance to women sort of appearing to be playing the role of a doctor or appearing in a big truck like that. But I think they very quickly were accepted. And the, the kind of comments I read from station owners and Aboriginal elders and so on, they were, they were quite very positive about them. Okay. So how would you um, sum up the contribution of these two ladies to the people of Outback New South Wales? There was no question about it, like, uh, that they modelled the Christian faith in a very practical way. Methodists became known as Methodists because they were Christians who did stuff. And so they were very, very much in that, that uh, ilk and they carried a very positive picture of care and kindness and compassion, just the same as Jesus did in his day in, in Israel. And they were following that tradition, which is a very long one, which has been characteristic of the Christian church wherever it's gone. There's a lot of negative publicity about the church, but very few people, people have forgotten just how much... Uh, the Christian churches have given to this country. It's amazing. Like, it's it's huge. And these girls are just one small example of two women who went to a very lonely place. Um, I think Ethel went on to live up at Hungerford, which is a very tiny town right up on the on the um, Queensland border, and she stayed there for another 10, 15 years or more. And, and I think, well, who does that? Like, who gives themselves utterly to a very remote area 
to serve like that. It's quite remarkable. And I that's why I want to pay tribute to women like this, women of faith. And so what happened with, um, you said that Ethel ended up at Hungerford. What happened to Marjorie? Where did she end up? Well, she ended up in Sydney uh, and she was working in aged care for, uh, I think, the rest of her working life. Uh, in Newtown, around there, she set up a whole other medical service for aged care. And in the process, I think she was the more mechanical one. She actually invented the, the tilt-a-bit, which has become sort of standard in hospitals around Australia. And this was the mechanical one. Those uh, mechanical days out there in the bush lying under a truck probably paid off because she came up with a tilt-a-bit. Fantastic. That's <laughs> the Outback historian, Dr Paul Rowe. We've been talking about the two angels of Augustus, Marjorie Wilkinson and Ethel Hellyer. And you can read more about them in the book Angels of Augustus or at the website angelsofaugustus.com.au. And you can find Paul Rowe online at theoutbackhistorian.com.au. listening to Australia's Invisible History, the podcast where we make the invisible visible. In episode four, we'll meet the humble Presbyterian minister who founded the world-famous Royal Flying Doctor Service, the Reverend Dr John Flynn. You might have seen him on your $20 note. He went to a little mission in the back of South Australia and uh, he began to see firsthand riding camels and travelling with men who covered those vast distances just this year isolation and difficulty that people had living in those those backcountry areas. John Flynn's heart for the people of the inland inspired him to reach out to some of Australia's most neglected citizens. We'll learn how this innovative enterprise got off the ground in Episode 4 of Australia's Invisible History. Catch you then. enjoyed this episode of Australia's Invisible Histories, please do subscribe and share among your friends so we can keep telling the stories. Plus, you can find more details and useful links in the show notes. Hope 103.2. Thanks for listening.